Welcome to the Entertainment Engine. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Entertainment Engine. My name is Peter Moore. And I'm Bex Gregory. And just to recap, the idea behind this podcast is to provide clarity and information on the entertainment business for new bands and artists entering the industry, as well as existing creative people as well, who are looking to maybe brush up on some of their knowledge. The entertainment industry is a great passion of ours, and we're looking forward to sharing our knowledge and experience with you all. You can also listen to us on all your favourite streaming platforms. So remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. In our weekly podcast show, we'll be bringing an in-depth area of the entertainment industry. And this week, we'll be looking at part two of how to set up a DIY record label. And also, over the coming weeks, we're going to be having some really great guests coming onto the show. So stay tuned for that. Plus, Bex is going to be coming on the show with some great cool facts. And after the facts of the day, we'll then move on to the latest entertainment news from music, film and TV from around the globe. We then finish the show with a question of the day for our listeners. Okay, this week we're looking at the second part of how to set up a DIY record label. Hope everybody's well and um, had a good week. So without further ado, let's jump straight into the second part of this podcast the next section um, for basically setting up your DIY label we sort of run through quite a few points on last week's episode is now figuring out promotion and really promotion is going to be critical to the label success the same thing that I always say time and time and time again you can have a great product but if people don't know about it they're never going to buy it and it comes back to my old point of going into a supermarket getting your favorite packet of biscuits your favorite can of drink it's there because it's actually been promoted to you and then over a period of time you get used to that promotion and you actually like that drink so really promotion is key to your label success obviously that comes down to great music as well but they go hand in hand really so there are a few different areas of promotion you'll need to cover or at least you know be looking in in your budget and your business plan and business plan we will cover in another podcast because that's critical as well to the success of any business really um but you you know a business plan will help you keep on the road and looking at the do's and the don'ts and making sure you're going down the right track but that's for another show so a few points to look at for promotion radio radio really is one of the biggest tools that any artist or any promotional person can have and especially the way that radio is opened up now so you, not only you've got terrestrial radio you've got satellite radio you've got internet radio you've got community radio as i've said before on a few on a, you know, a couple of other uh, shows it's it's really really important and especially if you're building a fan base and you're talking to the community it's a it's a great way to go people will stay with you the news is relevant you're relevant it's, I just can't endorse that enough, really. Um, print media. Print media is obviously your magazines and newspapers and we're working hand-in-hand hand with radio, really. So it's always good to keep journalists, local, even national journalists, up to speed about what you're doing. I mean, the likelihood of you getting coverage in the national magazine and newspaper at the beginning is slim, but I wouldn't rule it out because you can always build a relationship with these people. But definitely in the local area, your local magazines, um, especially with stuff that's online now there's plenty of magazines online and even newspapers online but it's really 
great to build those relationships so you sort of build in your community it's a bit like a little acorn really you build that little acorn and then it sort of builds into a bigger acorn and you're sort of covering every base really this takes me on to sort of online media which is massive at the moment and to be honest with you even i've got pushed into online media and you know i've stayed away from it for as not as long as i can that's probably wrong of me to say but you've got you're getting pushed in that way because of for obvious reason what's happened in the world a lot more businesses over the last several years have gone online and um you as a label most of your work is going to be online so you know you're going to have to have some really good tech savvy people around you where you're going to have to swat up as a label owner as well and that's not a bad thing to learn depending on what releases you're doing what music you're doing club is a, is a great um promotional tool for you to be able to get out there seeing what clubbers are doing obviously at the moment it's a lot of restrictions with with covid so that's obviously you know it's going to be a lot more difficult at this moment in time but as and when things start opening up a bit more then it's a good one to actually look at because you, you can get a dedicated audience um, all in one place and um, you can talk to them very very easily and they'll be very very responsive then we sort of go on to advertising and posters print ads internet ads um, and if you're super if you really want to go you know super flashy or big style then you've got tv ads but at the moment from what i've learned and people that i've come across that's probably a little bit far too rich but print media isn't posters isn't flyers isn't it's a good way of getting your message out there um and just sort of using that whole mix of radio print media online clubs advertising is a, is a great mix and, and you can do things on a budget you don't have to have millions of dollars to go and do stuff but you know you can just sort of look at it and each section that you're going through what can you do and what can't you do really so your first decision is whether or not you you know you can really handle the promotion yourself or are you going to hire someone again this will come back to another show that we do but it's more in the business plan and looking how we would structure that and are you going to look for a pr company that specializes in this area so if you've got a specific um, label you're going to need specific promotion and that would be a specific PR person or marketing person or marketing company so there's there's a few things to think about there some of the PR specialists may cover commercial college radio as well so that's something to think about and because you will have a dedicated audience especially with young people if you're doing a lot of releases you know aimed at a, at a younger group under 21s or sort of 18 to 25 then that's really a good shout and something to really look at they may cover print media as well and so on so in other words if you hire out the work you're likely to be paying you know several separate companies and again i'm sort of potentially preaching to the converted so it's just putting points and making sure that you're aware of what you would need to do um whatever budget you have with that small big indifferent um it's just something for you to consider and although you want to re reserve the bulk of your budget for any release for promotional cost most indie labels may not have enough money at all really to hire outside PR because it can be really really expensive so the more you do inside and internal probably the better to start with and then you can look at what your cash flow is going to do what money's coming in and how you're going to cope with your budget because there are going to be plenty of sort of constraints on what you're actually doing so it's just it's just being mindful of what, of what you're doing and again you you might have the budget to have someone you can hire in-house to do something so they've done all the groundwork they've got some experience there might even be a co-founder with you with the label so again that that's that's probably another good shout as well to actually building up your press team and um, getting out there towards the community really 
navigating all that part radio online print media is not easy um, but it can also be really really enjoyable because you will build up some really great contacts and you'll have some you know great conversations with people and more often than not you get great responses because people will want to help you and especially if you've got some great music and a great act they want to tell the community so i think that's you know it's definitely definitely a, a, a good way to go again you will learn along along the way you'll make mistakes you'll put a plan together you'll look at it it might not work some things might not go the way you want them to the community radio might go better than you did on a press or fly might go better because of you was in front of you, you know your your dedicated audience so it's just it's just testing the waters really and seeing what works for you as a label so with part of the promotion um and you've sort of taken care of part of your online media and you you've spoken to a few journalists it's really now looking to preparing for your first release and how you're going to go about this so you're ready to go so you're looking at your your first release and now you're looking at digital distribution exclusively don't have to worry about things like manufacturing and turnaround times for this because you, you can just specifically pick your piece of music that you want to launch you've got the right album you've got the right single and now it's a case of okay let's look at what you know the aggregators are doing which one you're going to go with so you've you've sort of cut out quite a lot of costs there if you're looking to press physical items then there's obviously a lot more to that um, and I think it'd be important to have a look at how that's going to impact your release and are you going to finish the master promo factors are going to be in, in place for you so let's just look at a few key points um, here are a few things that will impact your release date so again nothing goes smoothly but the more we can mitigate then the better really so the first thing with your, your release is artwork approval now this could come down to the sole label's decision really or it could come down to you and the artist but either way you're going to make sure the artwork is obviously fully agreed fully approved before you do anything with it next point manufacturing be ready for delays which can happen regularly and also be aware at least in your first few jobs with a manufacturer you have to sign off the printing before any of this is completed so really bear that in mind and your release date your distributor will want they want a good lead time to sell your release to stores they will also want your release to have appropriate place on the schedule so that your release is not overshadowed by bigger releases that they may have and again this comes down to what budget that you have what you put in place going back to your press and your online media it will just help you gauge of where you need to be and what you can actually do because no one's got a bottomless pit of money and you've just got to sort of budget the best that you can with the releases that you've got and you'll build it over time even though shuffling your release today can accommodate a bigger release but it might be a bit annoying so it's really in the best interest to have your distributor focus on your project from the start so that you're they're fully aware of what you're doing you've agreed several releases with them so that you're not getting lost in the mix otherwise you know it's all that hard work that you put into your label you've put a few records out and nothing's really happened and that's what nobody doesn't want that so now let's consider some promotion you need to give yourself enough of the lead time with promotion so that reviews interviews radio plays that are hitting you just before or just as the release is becoming available and this all comes back to working your release and making sure that your promo is all in place so that you've spoken to the editors you've spoken to journalists um, you've you've looked at print media schedules 
you've looked at online structure so that things can tie in with your release now i guarantee you not everything's going to work because there's going to be things that go amiss because you'll talk to a journalist and they want deadline you know that day or in a couple of days time it doesn't quite fit in with your release so you missed a deadline or your release is out and then the, the, the magazine or the newspaper comes out three weeks after that or three weeks before you are going to get timing issues but that again that is a learning curve but also the more promotion and pr and and general awareness that you do then the better so take into consideration the print schedule or the magazine you think might give you coverage and make sure you release date give them a chance to write about any release that that you do really as a general rule or, or the thumbs up giving you yourself a good eight weeks or more clear promo to the campaign especially for your first release this is pretty much paramount really so that you're giving people enough heads up about what you're doing in a timely manner really you know of course sometimes these promotional constraints just you can't meet them as we've sort of spoken about earlier but as long as you're giving your your releases and your artists the best possible chance then you know that's fine reviews may be tricky after release date that's okay your first release may go well it may be a slow burn but at least you're on the ground running and i think that's you know that's really really good place to be now that's all for part one i will now be passing over to bex because she's coming to you with a great fact of the day of the day hi everyone yeah i'm really looking forward to getting stuck in this week because there's some really really interesting facts to share with you so um let's get started yeah so this first one is about an astronaut if you can actually believe this but who actually released an album with all their songs recorded in space i mean it's unbelievable it was by the canadian astronaut named chris hadfield who actually released his first album in 2015 and it was entirely recorded while he was in orbit. It's just brilliant. And not only was he the first Canadian to walk in space, he's actually a very, very talented musician. And when he actually did this, it all went viral with even a cover of David Bowie's Space Oddity. And I mean, that's, that's a phenomenal song and, you know, it was amazing to take on that. But to do it in space is just mind-blowing. Um, Hadfield actually spent 144 days in the International Space Station recording 11 of his original songs for his appropriately titled album, Space Sessions, Songs for a Tin Can. And I actually did check it out, actually. It was on Amazon. Um, and it's actually really cool. So what I'm going to do now is hand you back to Pete because I'll be coming back to you a little bit later on in the show with another fact, which I'm really, really looking forward to sharing with you. Okay, so now for the final part of how to set up a DIY label with Pete. Okay, welcome back to the second part of setting up your DIY label. And thanks for sticking with us. Really appreciate it. Okay, now let's look at the next point. You've, you've covered an awful lot of areas at this moment and you've probably your brain is frazzled like mine. So the next point is really sort of learning a lot and actually riding this curve which is going to be a up and down journey like you've never experienced before or maybe you have so let's let's try and make this as a smooth road as possible setting up any business no matter what you do in this world is going to be tough and you will always hear people say back in the day when i did this back in the day when i did that it's all relevant at that time and i think running a record company is certainly no exception so it's going to be a massive learning curve for you chances are 
with even your best intentions in the world and your best made plans and you've got everything all written down and it's all on charts and board you are going to make mistakes okay there's no two ways about it everybody does but if you learn from the mistakes then that's a really good thing and i always think you know knowledge is power and i was always taught years and years and years ago from a, a company i work with give me all the bad news under the sun never give me any surprises and that's something really to think about um, and it's fine that you're going to make mistakes for the second time the fifth time the tenth time but here's a really good point to consider when you make a mistake make sure or try to make sure that it's a different mistake each time then you'll be learning so the ones you made in your first release you cover them you're going to make other mistakes and you cover them it's just a really good point to think about and um, your knowledge and, and will build up and also your creativity will go through the roof as well because you'll be even understanding even more about what you're trying to do and when you've done your first release don't rush into your next one it's like anything human nature is really got to get on to the next thing got to move on to the next thing got to do this we've got to get this done look at what you have done evaluate what you've done in that first release what went right what really went wrong what can you improve on um sit down with your team whether it's you and a cup of tea and a biscuit and a mate that's running the label together or or you know you've moved on and you've got 10 people 20 people it's really important to understand what you're trying to achieve and if your team understand what you're trying to achieve then you're on a really really great place to move forward because everyone's going to be firing all in the same corners and all the mistakes that you've made as a team you can brush them off and go okay let's 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 crack on and let's get on with the um, you know the next release and as long as you're learning that's fine because we're all learning we're all moving and trying to do our thing and moving the same direction and um, it's, it's a really great space to be in and now sort of coming on to sort of like the additional tips really just points that you know like a tick box so that you you can sort of tick these off things to remember things to look at you know it, it's been said time and time and time again i've just sort of highlighted running a label is a massive learning process you've got 50 100 200 plates in the air spinning at any one time and it's really really difficult as i said in an earlier podcast you know i'm not dampening down what an artist does but an artist's job really is to record and perform live and that's a massive task in itself to, to get right and to perfect but as a label you've got hundreds of things to deal with so you're not only dealing with the artist you're dealing with everything from the legal to accountant to bank manager to flyers to print promotion you, you just got a lot of spinning plates and it's going to take a bit of time to sink in um, but the more you dedicate to this then you know the the better results you're going to have and things don't go always right that things go wrong um, but when things go right also celebrate that as well because we always celebrate a bad word bad news travels bloody everywhere and it really really annoys me when there's anything new or exciting always gets washed under the carpet because human nature wants to talk about bad stuff because it's in some shape or form it makes them feel better what a load of crap i've never heard so much rubbish in all my life and it's just this really takes me on to sort of part of the trick is not letting the disappointments that you face within the label whether it's your first release or whether it's your hundredth release really 
you know cause you problems or derail you off the path that you're going i know it sounds corny but try and stay as positive as you can and this is the subject all in its own in its own area really um and roll the punches i know that's said time and time again i've had it said to me oh it'll be okay stay positive everything's all good and i tell the other things to really really think about and try and do your best to mitigate this try and not have negative people around you if you've got 10 people in a room and you're label and you've got someone who's really negative and just completely moans all the time or just has something to say that's just not relevant you need to get rid of them all right get rid of them because unless they've got something constructive or important to bring to the table they ain't no good to man or beast it's as simple as that the more negativity you have around you the more negativity you'll feel and that will brush off on you and it brush off on your artist and one day your artist will turn around to you and go we don't want to be with you anymore and you really don't want that running the label is a long-term business it's not one single let's make 10 million quid i wish it was but unfortunately it's not it's a long-term thing and the more you're in the game the more you'll learn and it's about putting out quality singles it's about putting out quality eps quality albums that you can be really proud of as a label and that's really where you want to be next point sort of quite nicely rolls on really don't bluff your way through anything okay you'll be in a room one day and i've been here where someone's decided to stand up and said they know ayz and ayz is great and they've done this with ayz and they're completely talking rubbish and what happens in that room, another person stands up who knows XYZ and says, oh, I know XYZ. How do you know them? That person feels a complete and utter idiot because they can't answer the question. So don't lie. Don't say you can do something when you when you can't do it. If you haven't got a lot of music industry experience and you're trying to learn on the fly, then ask as many questions and be as honest as you possibly can because it will get you an awful long way no matter who you're talking to whether it's the new artist come around the block whether he or she is just starting in the business you know be as honest and upfront as you possibly can to dealing with an industry expert like a you know a major attorney or a record executive it will stead you really really well in the future and again if you want to learn more and you want to understand more about the business then Maybe you can look at a college course, a day release, maybe an evening release, or, or actually doing something online now with sort of like the open university. There's so many things there you can do. You might better fit it in, but I'm just trying to say, don't you know, walk through this and think everything's gonna be okay. Oh yeah, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Just say you don't know and you'll get back to someone and you'll get a lot more respect. And plus you'll get the right answer and you'll learn more. We've, we've touched on this, but be honest with your artists, okay? Be honest upfront with your artist it's a two-way process and yeah artists can be difficult everyone can be difficult because they're they're passionate about their music they're passionate about getting out there they want to create you know great sounds they want to create a great performance and to be fair that's what they do you know it, it, history tells it that some of the artists that have you know sold millions of records and, and caused problems and then some of the most iconic artists ever but as long as you both know where you stand and you're saying to the artist look i can't do that i haven't got the budget to do it but i can do this i am sure that will be fine because you're being up front you're saying what you can do 
you're not, you know, doing smoke and mirrors. You'll have a great relationship. And what will happen then is that artist will go away. Artist, band, soloist, female, male, whatever it might be, will actually, you know, say, no, no, this label's cool. You know, they're not a major label. They're not capital. They're not universal. But, hey, they're doing some good stuff for me. And it's 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 working really well. So, you know, bear that in mind. And um, I don't think you'll go far wrong with that, really. And the next point is a really interesting one. Um, and it does sort of take me on to what will be another podcast. But I don't know anyone that's had a massive financial cushion in what they do, no matter what business it really is. And I've been around a lot of businesses from different industries. And I honestly say not many have had a million quid in the bank to start. Some have had 10 quid. Actually, a funny story. One of my good friends I grew up with works in an industry that he's been in for years and years and years was in construction and went into landscape gardening and really started with 10 quid and a mini metro and that's no lie a couple of second hand shovels you know rusty old car and 25 years later you know they're turning over millions of pounds a year building some of the most fantastic gardens you'd ever seen um literally with that so there's sort of a lesson in there really but i think the point here is 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 try not to get in to too much debt i know that's difficult try and plan out your schedules best that you can um be smart about how you're going to spend money because and i've done it as well so i'm actually talking to you from experience from this of what i've done where you've had money and you've gone and spent it when you haven't got any money or you've got you know small resources it makes you think a lot more creatively really and that's really important because if you've got you know pick a stupid figure of a million pounds to go and promote an artist you'll spend it because you'll, you'll you'll need to spend it but if you've got a hundred pounds you're going to be a little more careful about what you do and the choices that you have and that hundred pound could work ten times for you so again it's just looking at the choices that you have and it's it's ramping up your label to the point where you could have a million pounds to spend on promotion for an artist or two artists you'll know exactly where you are and what to do with it when you get to that point and I think that's really, really important. It's a smart way of actually looking of how to do your promotion as well. Um, another thing with labels, some labels have tended to do this because they want the quick fix very, really quickly. Don't chase trends because they're as fickle as the next thing. You know, the next pair of shoes will be obsolete tomorrow. Everyone who's on the front page of the newspaper will be chip wrapper tomorrow. What you really need to do is focus on promoting quality music and nurturing your fan base because that's really where you need to be. And be really good to your artists. It is a two-way process. If you've got an artist that's a pain in the neck, you know, and they and they keep being a pain in the neck, then you've got to take a decision of whether they're going to be any good for you. And you've got to weigh that up with how that relationship's working. But start as you mean to go on and be as upfront and, and as honest as you you possibly can because it then won't come bite you on the backside in the future um, and if you cover the basics if you say what you can do and say what you can't do and you're covering you know all the a's and all the b's right the way through to the z's then really no one can come back and, and sort of have a go at you because you're actually just trying to do your best really and going on to sort of being creative and looking at cheap and cheerful solutions for your artwork you, you might you might have a bit of money, you might not have a bit of money, but sometimes having a nice, cheerful bit of artwork often could be the selling point of that album because people do like artwork. You don't need to have all the the slick stuff and you need to spend, you know, £10,000 on doing this artwork. It is about the music. 
because you sign that band based on their music. You sign that band or that artist based on their live performance and what you heard on that record. And that's really what it comes down to. All the promotion and the PR around it is just an extension of that music to get it to a wider audience so that you, they can actually you know, sell more records and you know, make you more money as an independent label. Um, and I think that's a really, really good place to be. Also as well, just a sort of another interesting point really, you could have an act that you've taken on from the beginning, they've worked with you for the next three, four, five years, you've put out two or three albums with them. And if you've done your job right and you've done it well, you could have a bigger label coming to knock on your door. And that's really not a bad thing. You may not want to lose that artist, but the financial compensation of, of that label taking that act off you could be really beneficial to you. But what that says to me is that you've done a real nurturing job over those years. A bigger label's paid attention to what you do. Um, and they're looking at those acts. They could also look at other acts for you. It could open up other opportunities for you down the line for distribution with that label. It's just, again, doing the basics, not running before you can walk, making sure that you've got all your structure in place as best you can will seriously put you in good stead for the future. And, you know, promote your label, build the name, build your identity, and you'll sort of have your artist out there actually shouting for you as well. And I think that's you know, a really, really good place to be because they want to sell loads of records. They're, every time they do a show, people will say to them, well, what label are you with? Oh, I'm with XYZ DIY label. They're really cool. They've been doing this for me. Oh, great. Oh, I think I'll give them a call. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're really approachable. You want to come across as that approachable, you know, serious but fun. And, and again, you know, it, it, all these things are just helping you on your journey to be a successful record company. Um, and just on this session, I just want to sort of leave you with a, some useful tips, really. It's just having the right balance and passion for great music and business acumen as well. You need both to be really, really successful in this area. And draw up and secure detailed contracts with any artist that you sign. Make sure you've got all that paperwork in place. Think outside the box. When it comes to revenue streams, really record companies no longer make the majority of their money from just releasing music alone. So you've got to look at other things from merchandising, touring live, streaming. There's many other factors, synchronization, which we will look at in another podcast as well. Um, maybe look to try secure a publishing deal at some of the platforms. I know TuneCore can help maximize revenues in this area. Um, and the one that I've, you've heard me go on many, many times, make sure you've, you know, you've got a good accountant, you've got a good attorney, and you've got a good insurance structure in place because this is, um, you know, that's going to be the building blocks of your future, really. And it's supposed to be fun. You know, it's supposed to be fun what you're doing. Get out there, enjoy it. You know, enjoy the ride. Let's go and sell some records and let's really, really go for it. So I'm wishing you all great success out there and I'm looking forward to what you're doing. And just before I go, the next show um, next week is going to be licensing options in the music business. Do they really exist? Now, I look forward to explaining this area in more detail to you all. But bye for now, and I look forward to chatting to you more next week. Facts of the day. Okay, so this next fact is really, really cool. It's about the rock band Metallica. Now, I didn't know this, but Metallica actually are the first and only band to have ever played on all seven continents. And they actually did this within one calendar year, setting the new Guinness World Record in 2013. 
and this was after they performed in front of 120 scientists and competition winners in a transparent dome at Carlini Station in Antarctica. It was such a cool gig. So yeah, so I really hope you've enjoyed the facts for this week. I know I've really enjoyed sharing them with you. Um, But I will be back a little bit later on in the show with a question of the day. So I look forward to coming back to you a bit later. Entertainment news. And now we look at the global music news. How is COVID-19 affecting the global music industry? Well, the industry has been hit really hard by the coronavirus with concert and festival performances and revenue is really the biggest casualty. At least six-month shutdown of the live sector to cost the industry more than 10 billion possible longer delays. Although the industry is fighting back with new ways to monetize music consumption and innovative ideas and models, just recently Fortnite hosted a live rap concert attracting nearly 30 million live viewers. I mean, that's incredible. Although the crisis is likely to accelerate underlying trends in the music industry based on the importance of streaming, which has grown from 9% to 47% of total industry revenues in just six years. Now that is immensely powerful. So just a couple of facts for you. The global music industry is worth 50 billion US dollars with two major income streams. The first, live music makes up 50% of total revenues and is derived mainly from sales of tickets to live concerts and festivals worldwide. The second is recorded music, which combines revenues from streaming, digital downloads, physical sales and synchronization revenue from licensing of music for movies, games, TV and advertising. Well, I certainly think streaming in the music industry is, is definitely here to stay. So, um, yeah, we'll look at, look at more news in that in the coming weeks. And now we look at the movie news. Just recently, John Fithane, who is the president and chief executive of the National Association of Theatre Owners, called NATO, called the coronavirus pandemic existential for the movie theatre industry. Los Angeles Times also reports that COVID-19 pandemic has Hollywood studios holding off new releases and major theatre chains delaying their opening dates for all new movies. And this has affected Disney's live-action remake of Mulan has been delayed from July the 21st until August this year. In response to the delays in recent dates, cinemas are holding off on opening their doors. AMC Theatres, the world's largest cinema chain, plan to open on the 15th of July, but has had to push back the date until July 30th. With Regal Cinemas, another major American movie theatre chain, still unfortunately remains closed. Part of the uncertainty for cinemas arises from the fact that some US states has not given guidance about when they can actually reopen their theatre doors. Let's hope people can see their favourite movie soon in a safe environment. Life has certainly been a real struggle for everyone. More on the music and movie news next week. And now I'm going to pass over to Bex for this week's question of the day. Okay, so the question for this week is which artist was awarded the Nobel Prize in Literature in 2016? So if you think you know the answer, please drop us a message via anchor.fm forward slash entertainment engine for a chance to be featured on our show. And I just want to thank everybody who sent in their answers to last week's question. And the question was, at the Grammys in January 2020, 
who became the youngest solo artist of all time to win Album of the Year? And the answer is Billie Eilish, who was 18 years old. And I just want to give a couple of shout outs. One to Julie from London, who called in and left us a lovely message, who got the correct answer for Billie Eilish. So really well done for that. And another thank you to Trev in England as well, who actually left us a lovely little message. And thanks so much for everybody's support on the show. We really, really appreciate it. Here's a little message that Trev left for us. Came across the Entertainment Engine podcast and I really believe in what it stands for. Helping people along the uncertain and definitely daunting path of the music industry. With all the pitfalls that undoubtedly will catch many artists on their way. Helping new and unsigned artists especially is so important. They are the future of our music industry. Well, that's all for today's episode of The Entertainment Engine, and thanks for listening. Join us again next week when we talk more about the entertainment industry and delve into the licensing options for the music industry for musicians, bands, and creative people who just want to learn more about the entertainment industry. Plus, we will have all the latest news and updates from the music and film sectors with the majors and the indies. And we'll also have more facts of the day, and another question of the day for our listeners. So it would be great to have your feedback on the show. We would really, really love that. So you can always drop us a message at any time. That would be really cool. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast on anchor.fm forward slash entertainment engine so you never miss an episode. Stay safe and thanks for listening. The Entertainment Engine.